Hello and welcome to another episode of Early Childhood Perspectives. I want to be energized because this week we're tackling sleep. Before we do, normally we do news at the tail end of this podcast. Today we're going to do it up front. I'm going to be really quick, guys. Basically, um, on our Facebook group, Early Childhood Perspectives forward slash, sorry, on facebook.com forward slash Early Childhood Perspectives, I'm going to pin a post to um, the top of the wall, basically calling for suggestions and other things. For a while, I've been trying to think of interesting podcast ideas and everything else, and I'm really just hitting a blank. So I just really encourage you guys just to put in questions and as a community of learners, we can really tackle it together. Um, I really suggest to people all the time, if you want to be featured on the podcast, send in clips, you know, just message me through the group and I'm happy to feature you, um, anything. Because honestly, I, I, I don't want it to come across like I know what I'm talking about. I really don't. I just think we as a community, as early childhood perspective listeners to this podcast, I see it more as an opportunity to really show a podcast from the ground level. Over the coming weeks, I'm hoping to feature more interviews. Um, and yeah, I've also got an event coming up. So really watch that space through the Facebook app, through the group, sorry. Just because I've got something cool coming up, something exciting. But I just thought event, if you're in the Sydney area, would be a bit different. And yeah. All right, let's get into it. So sleep is fundamental. Um, we have a job that is emotionally draining, uh, physically draining, and is very intellectual. Um, just think of, you know, I think about today, right? Um, I go in, it is scorching hot, so I have a bit of time with the children outside and then they're inside. And that is incredibly draining because you've got a bunch of kids who are inside when normally they'd be outside going crazy. It was a crazy hot day. Uh, a crazy hot day where I was today in Sydney. Um, and on the flip side, I have to deal with a bunch of kids emotionally who are going to school. Then I'm planning experiences and it, it is crazy when you step back and look at what you do. And I bet if you looked at what you did today as a early childhood professional, um, you'd be blown away. And I'm, I'm, that's a point that's said a million times over. But what I'm trying to get at is we need adequate sleep. It's different for everyone. My wife needs nine hours. Um, and that's not a put down of her. She just needs nine hours. She's, in, she's a nurse. She works in a physically demanding job. I need roughly about seven hours because I'm just functioned differently. But she has nine hours of just sleep. I have seven hours of broken sleep. Like we're all different and you need to work out how much sleep you need as an individual. Something that's been like crazy in helping me has been my little Fitbit app. I was given it as a gift. It really is expensive, but it is a big investment for health. And it, it shows you clearly how much sleep you're getting. It tells you, you know, basically how much sleep you're getting a night and it's fantastic because it's you realize how much we are sleep deprived and how much sleep hygiene is something we don't really focus on but it's so fundamental so i really encourage everyone in this to really look at your sleep for the next few weeks because i have been and has made such a difference to my work um, i'm a lot more present i'm not as grumpy i'm a lot more energized it has mean I've had to sacrifice certain things and it has mean that certain things I've had to let go by the wayside. Quite often I would stay up late researching and looking at articles and programming. I've stopped that now and sometimes it freaks me out how much stuff falls by the wayside. 
but with adequate sleep, I actually catch up because I'm more energized. Now, for some people, that's really obvious. But for people in my age group, the 21 to 30-year-olds, 30, 30 we just know next to nothing about sleep. So sleep is so important for you as a professional. For you as an educator with your children, it's crazy how important sleep is. And it's, I was reflecting on this recently, how much sleep is often overlooked within our settings. Like it's so fundamental to every age group, um, but we never think about how important sleep is. So sleep and rest is fundamental. There is a bunch of research that shows that it's important for children. Now I'm not saying that each child, regardless of age, needs to sleep. No, it's all different. You work in partnership with families, but children still need 30 minutes to 40 minutes of rest. I work with a company. I really like the company I work with, um, but they've got heaps of stuff. They've got this, an active thing that you do with the children. You do music, you do drama, you do Spanish. Like it's, it's a full-on day and they need that rest. And I bet every service is the same. Regardless of your children, they need 30 minutes or 20 minutes just resting, laying on a bed. And if they're in a sleep, they need a calming environment. I can't give you a prescription on how to do great sleep routines with your children because ultimately each place is different. My advice and something that's really helped is hit up the policy. One, it's good for assessment because you can clearly articulate why you do what you do. Two, if you don't agree with your policy, it's a great launching pad to talk with your director. So my policy is each child has to have minimum 20 minutes of rest and a maximum of 45 minutes on their bed, which is great. It's been, I don't always stick to it, I'll be honest, because it's really difficult. We, we use sleep as a time for lunch breaks and everything else. But I feel like when you go to that platform, when you look at your policy, it gives you a great framework to really consider sleep. You need to consider that, yeah, you can't keep children on your on their bed for too long. You need to consider, well, how does your service work best? Um, I knew of a place that um, they would just let the children grab their beds and have a sleep. That might not work for everyone. I, that might not work for me. But what I'm trying to get at is how you do your sleep routine is unique to your service. However, saying that, it's really important, and again, research has shown this, that you have a really calm atmosphere, you have a very respectful and restful atmosphere during sleep. So there's not lots of lights, there's not lots of noise, that it's really calm, that there's not much noise, that those who are up are doing are in a different room, in a different space, or doing quiet activities. So my big takeaway, educators, we need to make sure as professionals we're getting enough sleep, that sleep you really is unique. Your sleep routine is unique, but look at your policy as a guideline. And finally, consider that your sleep routine and your sleep area needs to be gentle, calm, and respectful. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to catch up with everyone in a fortnight's time. Thank you so much. Bye.